Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June, and of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's going on? What's going on, fantasy people? Week 10, uh, already going. I've got this Thursday night game going, but... uh, Going to get into some injuries, going to get into uh, like all the types of everything week 10, getting very close to that playoff time. So every week is just becoming more and more money time. So let's, let's get right into it. Oh, yeah, man. Got to make that playoff push. I was able to acquire Derrick Henry today in, in one of my leagues. I feel really good about that. We talked about that schedule, that playoff schedule. So I feel really good about that one right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, man, week 10, game, game one, uh, game previews part one. Uh, obviously, part two and starts of the week. You guys will get all that tomorrow. Uh, but Thursday night football going on right now. Uh, hopefully, uh, if you hopefully we got everything right in that one. Uh, if you want to go listen back to that game, uh, you can go back and listen to that. Um, listen to that episode where we covered Thursday night football. Also, streams of the week are in there as well. Um, broke down some news and injuries, but uh, today game previews part one. Let's just jump right into it. We're covering. Uh, seven games in this breakdown today. Uh, first up, we got the two and six uh, Houston Texans traveling to Cleveland to take on the five and three Cleveland Browns. Fifty and a half point over under. Uh, Browns are three point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, Wyatt Teller, the guard for the Cleveland Browns, he's actually making his way back from a calf injury. Uh, expected to to make his return in this game. Uh, Nick Chubb, though, also expected to make mm-hmm. his return in this game. Uh, practice without without the knee brace today. So uh, no carry-on knee brace Johnson business going on over <laughs> here with Nick Chubb. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting him to play in this one. Um, David Johnson for the Houston Texans. He's obviously dealing with that concussion injury. Uh, he's questionable. Has not. He's still in the protocol. So, um, you know, trending towards being out in this game. But remember, Allen Robinson did play... Um, you know, we thought that he wouldn't play that, and and it, you know he ended up being able to play by the time he got cleared by Saturday. So, this is David Johnson's first concussion. So, um, it's not bankable that you know he doesn't play, but just obviously make the contingency plans, and if he plays, then great. Um, but in terms of weather concerns, uh, this is really the only game with any serious weather concerns at this moment in time. Uh, but the uh, weather forecast, uh, as per NFLweather.com, said, uh, quote, dangerously windy this game would be. So um, 25 mile per hour per wind, 25 mile per hour winds, um, but it was described as dangerously windy. Uh, with that, Greg, I hand this off to you. What do you have in this matchup? Uh, I'm taking the under. I'm taking uh, the Houston Texans to cover, and I'm taking the Houston Texans to win. Um, yeah, this would be a, pr- a pretty good game. Uh, Houston side, though, Deshaun Watson having 
doing i mean if it's going to be super windy uh that could affect this game but um i, I still got the shot to have a, a qb one day uh with the matchups he has on the outside well for will fuller uh, and brandon cooks um they they should you know brandon cooks with at least nine targets in four straight games he's been doing pretty well as a wide receiver two will fuller as a as a wide receiver one um Randall cobb you know i think he's in a good spot but he's giving you like that uh, PPR wide receiver three value uh, if, you, if you need someone um, in in deeper leagues uh, and on uh, as Dave Johnson can't go Duke Johnson is going to become that PPR volume uh, as far as like our running back two give probably give you a safe floor have to have a low ceiling I mean but you're hoping that he gets a touchdown um, but the reception should definitely be there uh, on the Brown side Nick Chubb this is uh, definitely great news if he's back you're definitely immediately plugging him back in as a RB1, uh, starting him with uh, Hunt, playing his regular role as they both can thrive in this offense as a strong RB2 uh, with also RB1 upside, um, Jarvis Landry. Uh, I think he's got giving you some RB2, I mean wide receiver 2 value because he's probably going to lead in targets uh, amongst the Bakers, Bakers guys, him and Austin Hooper. Um, good to have him back as well, so he should be a tight end one. Um, give you tight end one value. Um, that three-game stretch before he was hurt, he was thriving in target share. Uh, and uh, Higgins is probably a, a low-end flex, more boom and bust. Um, probably uh, could maybe go to him if you're desperate, but looking at Hooper and Landry to, to dominate as far as the pass catchers. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, taking the under here, taking Cleveland to uh, Cleveland to cover, Cleveland to win the game. Um you know this this win makes me a little bit weary of the past offenses. So uh, Baker was my stream of the week. I'm I'm gonna amend that here. Actually, going to go with uh, with you know Derek Carr mm-hmm. instead of instead of Baker here. But um, you know if we're good, I like both these passing attacks. Uh, Jarvis Landry, he's in a really good spot here. Uh, uh, saw double digit targets last week for the first time all year. Uh, obviously that that was the first game without Odell. Um, Austin Hooper, he's in a nice spot as well. He's averaged, you know, he averaged a 24% target share in the, in the three games before uh, missing the last two games with the appendicitis. Um, and then Houston, you know, obviously, I mean, they can be beat by the tight end. We, we know we we know Hooper is a part of this offense, so expect him to have a tight end one day, like you like you said. Higgins, he definitely would intrigue me. The wind scares me a little bit, um, so I, you know, I'm not really. Uh, you know, like you said, desperation, that would be, uh, you know, desperation flex for me there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Deshaun, yeah, this is a really nice spot for him. Uh, but obviously the win, I mean, I'm not, the win's not going to scare me off of him as much, um, you know, just because that offense pretty much is, is going to run through him, even if it's the short passing game that they're using, or obviously Deshaun could use his legs as well. Um, and then in terms of the weapons, you know, Cook seems to be leading this team in targets right now. He he's got a twenty seven percent target share in his in the last four games. Uh, Fuller's got twenty one point seven percent of the of the team targets. Uh, Fuller has been a little touchdown dependent, scoring in literally each of the last six games. Um, you know, continue to roll those guys out there. Uh, Randall Cobb, he's in a good spot as well. Uh, Cleveland is bad versus slot wide receiver, so. Uh, maybe with this game, you know, with the wind being a, a factor, um, you know, maybe him, you know, having that shorter a dot uh, could could be more favorable for him this week. But the tight ends, they're they're in a platoon swap right now. I mean, obviously, Haken, uh, Aikens was coming back from the from the knee injury as well as the concussion or the ankle and the concussion. There was something with his leg and a concussion. But um, you know, he, hopefully, he can he can run more, uh, run more 
more uh, get more run as the lead tight end. Uh, you know, Houston's uh, he he did lead the tight ends in routes run, but it was it was very close. Uh, he didn't he didn't really blow anybody out of the water between Darren Fells and Farrell Brown in terms of the amount of routes that he ran or or the targets really either. Uh, but hopefully he he's healthier because um you know he he was definitely somebody that was uh, productive in this tight end economy you know to start the year. Definitely, I mean any relevant tight end, please just can come alive. That'd be that'd be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, moving on to the next matchup, man. We got the three, four, and one Philadelphia Eagles traveling to MetLife to take on the two and six New York Giants. This is a forty-four and a half point over/under. The Eagles are three and a half point favorites. Um, by the way, before I even jump into this, I meant to say something about Nick Chubb. Did you know, Greg, that Nick Chubb um, he leads the NFL with carries of more than twenty yards? Did uh, I not talk about Cleveland at all, the run game? I didn't talk about Cleveland, the run game. No, nah, yeah, you didn't Nick talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, Nick Chubb, we're starting him. Kareem Hunt, of course, we're starting him. But of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. But Nick Chubb leads the NFL in, in carries of, of more than tw- of 20 yards or more. Crazy. This man missed, like, four games, five games. So, yeah. He only he's, played he's, he only, yeah, he only played four games. Yeah, he yeah missed, he and he still games. leads yeah. the league in that category. <laughs> so, that just shows you right there the impact he was having down the field. I mean, they, they use them as their deep deep guys and the run game so you know they're going to keep running especially if the, if the win win is there yeah man for sure especially the matchup is great man houston one of the bottom run defenses so yep. the matchup's great but back to this other matchup that we were talking about before i got sidetracked a little bit philadelphia and the new york giants in terms of the injuries here Devonte freeman running back for the new york giants he did not finish practice on thursday it uh, seems like he re-aggravated that ankle so um, you know, looking a little bit iffy for Sunday. Sterling Shepard, a limited participant with a toe and a hip. Um, I, we expect that he's going to play. Uh, Golden Tate, he actually did not finish practice either. Uh, felt seems like he injured his knee uh, at practice. Miles Sanders for the Philadelphia Eagles running back. He is uh, expected to return, was a full participant in practice, returning from that knee injury. And then... Um, the man, the myth, the legend, man, Alshon Jeffrey, full participant in practice, <laughs> coming back from that calf injury. Uh, seems like the Eagles want to let him play football now, so uh, we'll have to see what's going on there. But in terms of the matchup, here, I'm taking taking the under. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles to cover, Eagles to win. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, the well, the matchup as a whole, uh, Eagles are coming off the bye, haven't already played, you know, this team once already. Uh, I think they come out, you know, cover cover the spread. But Carson Wentz, he's a QB one for me this week, just just as he did versus these guys last time. Uh, Travis Fulgham has the matchup with Bradbury, but you know that that didn't stop him, you know, much last time. Obviously, I love this guy. Uh, the target share has been there, uh, you know, and obviously everything that he's been doing. Uh, Jalen Rager, we obviously love him, um, but. Uh, you know, no, 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 but with Jalen Rager, love him, but Alshon Jeffrey, uh, making his way back, not looking to, to play him or add him in any way whatsoever. Um, but he could kind of throw a wrench in this target distribution along with Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard coming back. Um, both those guys who I'm starting as top 12 options at their respective positions. I'm expecting Sanders to have a big day specifically, uh, especially in the past game as they, they, you know, the Giants allow 8.7 targets per game to the running back position. 
for the Giants side, uh, Sterling Shepard, safe wide receiver two. Uh, Wayne Gallman, he's a, a running back two flex option. Uh, he's the RB thirteen in uh, half po- half points half PPR points per game since taking over for Devontae Freeman in that Thursday night game uh, against Philadelphia. If you include that that game against Philadelphia, so uh, the guy's been solid. Uh, so I, I would continue to expect him to roll out there. And plus, the, Daniel Jones isn't throwing in the red zone, so apparently, like Wayne Gallman's getting, he's converting on these red zone touches. So they got to they got to put the ball in the end zone somehow. Oh man, yo, what do you mean, yo? Daniel Jones is always thrown in in the red zone, yo. That's all he gets, and then never gets in. But he's not converting them. Oh, he's not converting them. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not converting. So Wayne Gallman has to convert these red zone touchdowns. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, oh yeah, um, but definitely with you. uh, Well, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Eagles to cover. Taking the Eagles to win. Miles Sanders returning. That should be a great look for him. Uh, when he was in with Boston Scott, he pretty much dominated all the touches. So Boston Scott shouldn't be pretty much relevant. Um, uh, Miles Sanders should take that RB1 role again. Rager, Alshon, and, and, and Fulgham. I'm hoping like Alshon becomes like that. AJ Green just starts to fade away in the offense. Uh, and, you know, then, then <laughs> let Rager and Fulgham become the T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd take over this offense. Uh, you have to let the young bulls take over. So uh, Fulgham's definitely still number one. Rager's that upside flex. Uh, and yeah, I, I really don't know what Alshon's role will be. Um, just hopefully he can make it through the game to begin with. Um, on the Giants side, Daniel Jones, I think he's a solid streaming option this week. Uh, his only QB1 finish of the year was against the Eagles, uh, where he did have that epic fail but in, in the game. But, you know, he played well as far as uh, fantasy-wise. Uh, Wayne Gallman, uh, yeah, RB2, I agree with you on that. And pretty much agree with you on the receivers as well. Uh, and Ingram does have some tight end one upside off of last oh, week. Oh, didn't even talk about Ingram. Yeah, did, did Ingram get his for first sure. touchdown. So, yeah, man. I mean, look, finally he, maybe come he, you know come through. He had not you know, continuing to get a high target number. So, in this offense, yeah, I mean, he had a decent game against these guys last time, minus the drop touchdown that <laughs> is forever burned burned in, in your brain. But you know, he <laughs> I think he's oh shout out to AJ Brown too, man. Yo, dropped the deep touchdown today too. Oh man! Oh yeah, man. That that hurt. That hurt, especially because he almost caught it again. Yeah, facts. So facts. it hurt. It hurt twice. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, anything else on this matchup, Greg? Um, yeah, no, no. It should be hopefully another a good NFC East game where the Giants come close and then just can't finish. Maybe they just move. I hope they just move. Uh, they just move Alshon to like backup tight end. Yeah, oh, where, or, 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 or like two tight end sets with Dallas Goddard, <laughs> or just like left left out, you know? Yeah, facts. They don't really or like healthy scratch. Oh yeah, that's the best healthy scratches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's still getting paid though. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's fine. Who like they literally have shown that they do not care. So yeah, that's true. They don't need it though. No, they do not. Nah. They do not. They've got Travis Fogum and Jalen Rager. They yeah. Don't, they don't need him. They don't. No. All right, moving on to the next matchup, man. We've got the 5-3 and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Carolina to take on the 3-6 and six Carolina Panthers. This is a 50.5-point total. The Bucs are 4.5-point favorites uh, in terms of the injuries. Running back Christian McCaffrey, he's out with the shoulder um, he's it's expected that he could play in week 11, but uh, something to monitor there. Uh, trade Mike Davis as quickly and swiftly as you can. Uh, Reggie Bonifant, 
uh, ankle. Uh, he was limited participant, so we could lean towards Mike Davis pretty much having a backfield to himself, uh, unless Curtis Samuel, uh, you know, vultures him a little bit like he's like he's done the last few times. But Brian Burns questionable, uh, not not really listed why he was questionable. Um, and then Jeremy Chin, stud rookie linebackers or safety linebacker hybrid. Um, knee injury. He was a limited participant, but for the the Bucks, Chris Godwin, finger injury. He's limited with that, but obviously expecting him to play. And then S. Miller, uh, limited participant <laughs> with the hip and the groin. And then uh, Carlton Davis, stud corner. He actually popped up today with a knee injury, so mm, he's questionable. Uh, that is that is big. So something to monitor there. Even even if he's not a hundred percent, that's still something to note of take note of um but then also considering the fact that both these pass rushers for the bucks uh jpp uh jason pierre paul and shaq barrett both popped up on this injury on this injury report as limited participants jpp with the knee shaq barrett with the shoulder so uh that pass rush could be a little ailing as well and as, as in addition to that to that secondary corner with carlton davis greg where are you uh where are you going with this matchup I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers to cover, but I'm taking the Tampa Bay Bucks to bounce back and win. Uh, as far as the Tampa Bay side, I think you know it's just a bounce back week for you know all of these guys. Hopefully, uh, Tom Brady in general, starting with him. I think you're gonna get a QB one week from him. All three receivers are in play. Uh, if I had to rank them, I think I probably have Godwin, AB, like one A, one B, Evans, definitely three out of those three. Um, I think well, we'll kind of see maybe a clear picture of who's going to uh, lead in target share between these three receivers. Uh, you know, they're kind of all pretty much around the same or, uh, last week. Uh, Rojo versus Fournette, uh, they're just, they're, it's, it's so frustrating. They're both pretty much RB, you're right, yeah, you're right. Uh, Fournette became a PPR, like RB2 receiver, <laughs> running back in this offense. Um, Fournette, I mean, Rojo hasn't really done much for people uh, in the last couple weeks. Um, so you're just praying and hoping, but I think, you can go maybe play Wayne Gallman over Rojo. I'll take maybe J.D. McKissick over Rojo this week. Uh, it's not really looking good for for how, uh, how Rojo if he's not getting in the red zone and getting touchdown production. Uh, and I'm starting Gronk. You know, you don't have a, a lot of better options, and you're just hoping that he can continue to keep that role in this offense like he was uh, gaining momentum to. Um, on Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's a solid streaming option as he is every week, uh, still was able to play pretty well in this team as, as well against Kansas City. Uh, Mike Davis, um, I think he's more of an RB, RB2, uh, jumbled in with all these RB2s in the league. Uh, but he he, he, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he won't uh, primarily kill you, but I think he has a low ceiling. Uh, Tampa, you know, Tampa Bay, I think, should bounce back defensively as well uh, on the run side. And also, Kamar didn't really dominate last week uh, anyway. Uh, DJ Moore, his boomer bust flex. Um, he's been pretty much killing you if he's not going to boom. Um, as more like a, but if you can like find maybe a more favorable matchup, he, he could be as uh, our argument to be benched uh, this week. Um, although in that first matchup versus Tampa Bay, he did do very well. He was eight for thirteen, had 120 yards, so that was that's uh pretty good against uh, Jamel Dean. He probably see him a lot again. Uh, Robbie Anderson will probably see Carlton Davis. I have him as a low and wide receiver too, and then Curtis Samuel. He's the safe floor effects. I'll probably start Curtis Samuel. Over DJ Moore in this matchup, more confident about him getting you at least a good floor. Yeah, I uh, 
I'm taking the over, taking the Bucks to cover, taking the Bucks to win this matchup. Um, firing up Tom Brady, man. Like you said, QB yeah. one, um, t- high end QB one. I've seen this story way too many times, man. I <laughs> I expect Brady to dominate on Sunday, coming mm-hmm. off an embarrassing loss. Um, you know, like we could say these things half the time, and you know, sometimes we know them for sure, sometimes we don't, right? But there's something I know for sure, and Tom Brady's probably the most motivated human being in the NFL. Uh, so I ex- I expect him coming off an embar- embarrassing loss. To, to really bounce back here. So uh, Carolina over the length of the season, middle of the, seems they see middle of the pack versus the quarterback position. But if you look over the last three weeks, they're a top seven matchup. So uh, yeah, start them up. AB, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they're all playable as wide receiver twos or threes with wide receiver one upside. Um, I probably have more confidence in, in Antonio Brown and, and Chris Godwin uh, mm-hmm. than I, than I would Mike Evans. Um, but I would prefer Mike Evans in standard scoring leagues if you're still doing those. Um, Leonard Fournette, uh, he is the pass down back. He obviously has that upside, that safer floor uh, built in with the reception work. But uh, I do like Rojo here as an RB2 or a flex. Uh, you know, he still is getting, you know, even if we look at the games, he's still starting the games. He's still getting the bulk of the work to start first in the Giants game. He, you know, he fumbled and, and, and you know, got benched. But that game kind of, was a little bit closer than we, we may have anticipated. Um, and then the last game, that game was over before we could even blink. So um, I think if if the Bucks are up big, which I, I have them covering, uh, I think Rojo, uh, this is some nice game script here potentially for Rojo. Uh, just as an RB2 or a flex, um, I agree with you, though. Wayne Gallman, uh, just you know, based off the volume, the guaranteed volume alone, better play. J.D. McKissick with the reception work, especially if you're in a PPR league, uh, better play. Um, but yes, you're you're going to play Gronk here. Uh, obviously, tight ends. You're playing Gronk uh, for yeah. Carolina. <laughs> uh, I'm not excited to play anyone, honestly. Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Mike Davis are about as far as I, I want to go. Yep. Unless I really had to. Uh, Tampa Bay has been uh, good against running backs, but they give up eight targets a game to the position. Uh, Christian McCaffrey did get hurt in the in the Tampa Bay game the first time, but we still saw Mike Davis coming in relief and still catch catch eight or nine passes in that game um so i think you could have a, a similar output this game especially last week like that game was over uh kamara i think had like five or six catches but uh he he could have well had more if they needed him to um tampa bit uh but yeah i so yeah again i, I think that provides a nice floor for davis in especially in ppr leagues um but you know curtis samuel like you said that rushing floor that that reception work, um, he provides, you know, nice steady work for you, um, you know, that versatility, so, you know, um, something you can kind of bank on. Uh, but DJ Moore, man, it's like, what do you do there? Uh, like you yeah. said, I, you know, he's a he's a boomer, blo- a boomer, boomer bust wide receiver three uh, for me this week. If I have better options, I'm, I'm definitely going there. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, we've got the one and seven Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Green Bay to take on the uh, f- six and two Green Ooh. Bay Packers. This is a fifty and a half point over under. The Packers are. That's why I stumbled a little bit because I got caught up on this spread. <laughs> the Packers are 12, 12 and a half point favorites. Um, in terms of the injuries, uh, Robert Tunyon he actually popped up today with a with a knee injury. So. Um, that's never good when, you know, you start off the week healthy and then you, you show up on the injury report late. So definitely something to monitor there. 
Um, Mercedes Lewis, tight end for the Green Bay Packers, also on the injury report, limited with a knee. Uh, and then Jair Alexander, stud corner for the Green Bay Packers. He is uh, in concussion protocol still, so watching out for that. He he did not participate in practice, so um, you mm. know his availability w- w- you know will be key to this in this matchup with DJ Shark. Um, and then Alan Lazard, he's expected. It's expected that he could return this week from that oblique injury that's kept him out. Um, and then on the Jacksonville side, DJ Shark didn't practice today with an illness. Uh, Lavisca Chenault, he was limited with the hamstring. Um, so in terms of the game, I'm taking the over. The Green Bay Packers to cover. The Packers to win. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Love them. I mean, that's Facts. really as easy as it gets, right? Like, Facts. Uh, Give me all love the matchup. I love yeah. the matchup here for Tunyon, but but showed up late on the injury report, like I said. So um, maybe we see a little more Sternberger, but that's just more of a DFS recommendation than anything. Um, for Jacksonville, James Robinson is is really all I'm interested in. If if Jair Alexander can't go, then I would play DJ Shark. You know, otherwise, I'm not really excited about anything. Um. Yeah, I have the over taking the Packers cover as well, taking the Packers to win. I'm with you on all the Packers. Give me Aaron Rodgers, top five finish. Devontae Adams is going to have a top five finish as well. Aaron Jones, get keep it, keep it rolling. Hey, I'll even take Jamal Williams as giving you some low and RB2 value Um, so you, if you want to play him. And uh, Alan Lazard, if he's able to play, I don't know if he, he seems like he's been the IR return for like weeks now. So he has maybe some <laughs> flex appeal. Uh, and on the Jacksonville Jags, DJ Sharkey is the only one playing. And, of course, James Robinson, solid RB1 every week. Yeah, man. Um, by the way, if if Alan Lazard can go, this is a revenge game for Alan Lazard. Oh, wow. Was, I didn't even know that. Yeah. You, no, I know not many people do. Um, <laughs> don't worry. Once, once, the, once, the, once the Eagles play the Packers, we can talk about revenge game for Travis Fulgham. Oh wow, that's even one I, I would never even thought of. Oh wow, was like a practice squad. <laughs> yeah, or something? he yeah, I think he was on the the pack the Packers practice squad last year. Actually, crazy man. I mean, how come they didn't see this? They Aaron Rodgers could have got his second receiver, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, him or Lazard, somebody was going to lose a job, I guess, right? But. um yeah, all right. Anything else on this matchup, Greg? I like your take on Jamal Williams. He, I, I completely forgot to mention him. He's a you definitely usable RB two uh, yeah. slash flex play. Yeah, this week. I like him, especially with the game script. Yeah, and especially the running back economy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with everybody being an RB two, Jamal Williams looks really good right about he does. now. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, moving on to the next matchup. We got the 2-6 and six Washington football team traveling to Detroit to take on the 4-4 four and four Detroit Lions. This is a 40-and-a-half-point total. The Detroit Lions are 4-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, in terms of the injuries, something that is not good, um, TJ Hawkinson, you know, downgraded to DMP oh, on Thursday with oh, a toe man. injury. Oh my god. So um yeah, tight ends man, if you're if you're one of the top ones, you're you're not safe. Um so uh Tra- Travis Kelsey, he's on by, he's safe right now. But yeah, man, uh Kenny G, obviously we know he's been dealing with that hip. He was a DMP. Don't expect him to play this week. Matthew Stafford, he is clear of the concussion protocol, so he is okay, good to go. Uh for Washington, 
Uh, Dontrell Inman uh, dealing with he's I guess he's limited with the hamstring, but he's questionable or questionable with the hamstring. And then uh, Dustin Hopkins kicker, place kicker for the uh, Washington football team, he was limited participant with the groin. So something to monitor there. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup, man? I'm taking the under. I'm gonna take the Washington football team to cover, but I'm taking the Lions to win. Uh, on the Detroit side, if Matthew Stafford can go, I have him as like you know a high end QB two. Um, you know, it's been pretty safe. Uh, hasn't been having like an, a couple boom days. You know, the the boom days that we haven't really been getting from last year are pretty much gone though. Uh, DeAndre Swift though, he's an upside RB two. Uh, more on the high inside, you know, probably definitely going to use him, especially if Kenny G's out. Just more targets funnel to him. TJ Hawkinson out, more targets continue to funnel to him. Um, uh, so as a receiver, is Marvin Jones. I think it's the bump without TJ without Kenny Galladay, and I'm I'm hoping and praying TJ Hawkinson can play because he's been at every week tied in one. He's been probably the most one of the most consistent outside of Travis Kelsey. Uh, so yeah, if he can't go, uh, then just gives. More of a bump to Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola probably thrives from that more in the middle of the field. And on the Washington side, yeah, on the Washington side, Alex Smith, streaming combo, uh, especially f- play for Superflex leagues. Uh, he's in a good matchup. Antonio Gibson is in a great spot here. Uh, if he can go, it's good news to see him back at practice. Uh, I think, you know, he, he's going to have an RB1 day here. Detroit is one of the worst teams, if not the worst, in fantasy uh, against running backs. They're giving up 15 total touchdowns to the running back position. J.D. McKissick is also an intriguing flex for me. Uh, Terry McLaurin, wide receiver one. Uh, Cam Sims is probably a deep league dart throw. And Logan Thomas is just a normal tight end like all the other tight ends in fantasy. Uh, you're just <laughs> If you can play him, maybe, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you weren't able to get Austin Hooper, you're pretty much stuck with what you got. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, man, I uh, I'm taking the under here. I'm gonna take Washington to cover, but I'm also taking Washington to win. Uh, you know, Washington running backs, like you said, they're in a great spot. Uh, Antonio Gibson, he seems like he's healthy. Was a full participant in practice, so uh, love that news there. So I'm, I'm I'm expecting to fire him up. J.D. Mm-hmm. McKissick in a great spot, uh, in a revenge game spot as okay. well. Uh, played for the Detroit Lions in 2019. Yes, sir. 2019, appearing in all 16 games. So uh, this is this is a legitimate recent revenge game here with JD McKissick. Um, obviously, on the for Washington, love Terry McLaurin, love him every week. Uh, gets to go up against his former college teammate Jeffrey Akuda. Uh, so you know he's got to you know put the put put some uh, put some show oh, yeah. show on for the rookie oh, real yeah. quick. So. Uh, and then you ready, Greg? Bet you didn't. Bet you didn't know this. Uh, Logan Thomas revenge game. <laughs> oh man, this is crazy right now. This is right now. Didn't even not even close. Yeah, man. So uh, revenge game narrative. It's 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 alive and well. Uh, but on the Detroit side, uh, Hawkinson. Obviously, if he can go, he's in my lineup. I don't care if yep. the toe is a problem or not. Yep. Like he's going in the lineup. Yep. Um, if not, obviously that's a huge blow. Uh, love your take on DeAndre Swift, though. If you know if Hawkinson's out, Galladay's out. There's got to be more targets for Swift. You'd imagine, um, you know, just a little bit. But you know, he he's not been coming through in terms of the box score and the fantasy production. But if you just looked at nothing but the touches, um, if you didn't look at the snapshot, you just looked at the touches. This dude is getting somewhere between 15 to near nearly 18 opportunities. 
a game mm-hmm. between rushing and and targets. Mm-hmm. So um, he's somebody that I really consider a buy low, and it really wouldn't cost you much to get him. Uh, the price is what is kind of hard for me to figure out because nobody really wants to give up running backs right now. Um, but if I could turn Mike Davis into DeAndre Swift, I think I would. Yeah, I think so. The or DeAndre Swift owner would jump on that too. Uh, right? Yeah. If you could go, De- you know, Mike Davis, and maybe uh, maybe you have to give up a wide receiver three, like Mike Davis and Christian Kirk, to just entice it a little bit. Yeah. Right or like yeah. Just I to like make that. them you right, and you could get DeAndre Swift because I think for the stretch run, he's going to be somebody that is going to be. I don't want to, you know, I I don't want to throw out league winner, but I think he's going to be a significant contributor down the stretch if he can take some more. If you know, if he can take some more touches out of this backfield, similar to what you know Miles Sanders had to go through last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if case that we're wrong here and DeAndre Swift is not the guy. Adrian Peterson, also a revenge game, yep, uh, oh, unceremoniously yep. released <laughs> by the Washington football team. So, um, yeah, I don't know how – I don't know who's playing. I mean, I, I what I say about Adrian Peterson, he's probably like the safest RB3 you could have in fantasy. Yeah, he's the safest RB3 you could have in fantasy. You need eight points, put AP in your lineup. Um, but – in terms of uh, the pass catchers, Marvin Jones, he's been okay. One finish inside the top 24 all year, but uh, he can be played as a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Uh, Danny Amendola wasn't even thinking about him, but, yeah, I like him too. Uh, you know, TJ Hawkinson can't go. But then Quintez Cephas, man, I don't know. There's this weird thing going on. Uh, Quintez Cephas will be completely inactive and completely not be playing. But when mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay is not on the field, Quintez Cephas, the rookie, uh, fifth-round pick, He's on the field, and he's playing, and he's getting targets. So um, he's intriguing, I guess. Maybe they view him as a potential Galladay, uh, you know, you know, substitution or, you know, backup. I don't want to say replacement, but you know what I'm saying here. But maybe he's a, you know, DFS dart thrower or something like that. Maybe not necessarily a, uh, not necessarily somebody we're looking to start and, and redraft. But Yeah, I like that. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, definitely. Um. Moving on to the next matchup, man. And this is the, the highest total on the week. Um, probably the best matchup uh, of, of the week. We've got the 7-2 and two Buffalo Bills traveling to Arizona to take on the 5-3 and three Arizona Cardinals. This is a 56-point total. The Arizona Cardinals are two-point favorites. Really tight spread here. Um, Kenyon Drake, uh Running back for the Arizona Cardinals, he was actually a limited participant for the second day in a row with this ankle injury. So, seems like we're trending in the direction of Kenyon Drake potentially being active in this game. Uh, Buda Baker, star safety for the Arizona Cardinals, absolute stud. Uh, he was a DMP with a groin. So, um, that would be a huge blow to the Arizona secondary if he can't go. Um, and then you know, for Buffalo, Trey White, he was limited with an ankle injury. Um, he hasn't really been playing playing well, all that well, for the most part this year. So, um, you know, this maybe could be a, a reason as to why. Uh, Cody Ford, offensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills, he was a DMP with an ankle injury. In terms of the game, I'm taking the under here. Taking Oh, oh sorry. Woo. No, taking the over here. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona to cover. 
I'm going to take Arizona to win. Um, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, each of these guys will finish his top five options this yep, week. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm definitely in the playing Zach Moss this week. Uh, he's played more snaps than Singletary each of the last two weeks. Uh, so I have I have more confidence in him. Obviously, we know his role. Uh, he, he can be used as a pass catcher, has run some routes, not as much as Singletary, but has run a decent amount. So he, he, he can be involved in the pass game, just hasn't seen the targets necessarily. But um, Stefan Diggs is expected to see Patrick Peterson. I don't care about that. I'm still starting Stefan Diggs. Uh, John Brown is healthy again. So um, love, him this, love him this week. I don't know what it is, man. NFL schedule makers, they felt like scheduling a bunch of, of revenge games. But John Brown, revenge game. Uh, against the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, yeah, Team that drafted him. There you go. So, uh, you know, definitely into him this week. He he had a uh, a good game last week as well. Um, you know, and then for the Arizona side, this Buffalo defense is, uh, must I say, booty. Uh, so I'm, I'm you know, D-Hop, Christian Kirk, fire him up. Uh, you know, Kirk actually leads the team in target share the last three weeks. And NBA Jam rules apply here. The man's on fire. So uh, start him. <laughs> At running back, uh, I know Drake is practicing, and I could t- I could totally get this wrong, um, but I'm 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 trying to read Cliff Kingsbury here, uh, and what he's done in the in the sh- his short time as an NFL head coach. I think we see Edmonds lead this backfield until at least Drake is practicing in in full, um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with this with this game. Uh, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Bills to cover, and I'm going to take the Bills to win. Uh, yeah, definitely agree with you in the quarterbacks. Both these guys are going to finish top five. It's going to be great to watch. Diggs, you got to start him up. John Brown, going to give you solid flex value. Then giving you the higher ceiling than Kobe's Beasley. Kobe Lee doesn't have a, a very easy matchup, though, in that slot. Um, and Zach Moss definitely at this point has taken that lead. Uh, finally, it's about time, you know, 10, 10, 10 weeks, but he's here. Uh, so I got him as an RB2. Uh, Singletary Moore as an RB2, RB3 flex. Um, he's had multiple opportunities to, to be productive uh, in this backfield, and he hasn't. So uh, Moss is going to, you know, get those red zone touches, those money touches. That's good. On the Cardinals side, definitely agree with you. Kyle Murray, Chase Edmonds. I'm hoping he's he's getting the RB1 opportunity. So hopefully this could be RB1 production in this ma- in a solid matchup. And D-Hop, wide receiver one. Christian Kirk definitely starting him up as that upside flex for sure in this matchup. Yeah, man, this matchup is so great for the the, the Arizona running backs, uh, just the run game in general, actually, to be honest. But uh, Chase Edmonds, man, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that this one really comes through. We were hoping for a good game last week, but I'm I'm hoping this is really the one this week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's I mean he's gonna get cl- close to twenty touches again, so it should be nice. Yeah, man. Moving on to the next matchup, the last matchup we're covering today. That is the three and five Denver Broncos traveling to Vegas to take on the five and three Las Vegas Raiders. This is a fifty and a half point over under. The uh, Raiders are four and a half point favorites. Um, in terms of the injuries here, Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, he was limited participant with the shoulder injury. Uh, Tim Patrick. Wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. He's been he's limited with the hamstring, um, and then for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Corey Littleton, linebacker, he's out on the COVID reserve list, and then fullback Alec Ingle is apparently tougher than you and I, Greg, uh, and just about everybody else. <laughs> uh, dude fractured two of his ribs last week. 
uh, but is expected to play. Um, and yeah, he plays fullback. So if you don't know, that's They're literally a hitting lot of every time play. hitting every play. <laughs> every play. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Alec Ingold will play. So that's uh, you know uh, obviously no downgrade. Not I mean a slight downgrade in in terms of his maybe his effectiveness, but at least he'll be out there for Josh Jacobs leading the way. Um, but Jonathan Abram, uh, you know, physical stud safety for the Las Vegas Raiders. He was a limited participant with the groin injury, so um, definitely something to watch there. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, this matchup, I'm going with the under. I'm going to take the Broncos to cover, but I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders to win. Um, Derek Carr is going to give you that safe floor. QB2, I think he has some upside in his matchup, but he won't kill you uh, like he hasn't been all year. Um, you know, gonna gonna do do pretty well. Josh Jacobs low in RB one in this matchup. Uh, as far as the pass catchers, Darren Waller, he's gonna again dominate the touches. Seems like no one was even close to five touches, and he he gets like a ten to eleven every game. Uh, high and tight end one. Aguilar, I think he's also in a good spot here as that complimentary pass catcher. So I, I would probably start him as upside flex. Uh, and on the Denver side, uh, Drew Locke. I think I favor him over Carr in this matchup. He's more of a high-end RB2, more upside, especially in the garbage time. Uh, I do have, uh, you know, the Raiders winning in this game, so they should be up. Uh, Jerry Judy, uh, he's in a good spot. Um, and Noah Fant, you know, he's, again, one of those tight ends you're, you're starting. You know, you really don't have other options. Um, and Tim, Tim Patrick, if he's able to play, uh, he always has some some good upside and he's you know could give you some uh, safer production in deeper leagues. Yeah, I uh, I'm taking the under here, taking Denver to cover, but I'm gonna take the Raiders to win. Uh, NFC, AFC West games, these things are weird. Yeah, uh, I'm taking the <laughs> uh, both these quarterbacks streamable in this one. Uh, I, I agree with you. Locke has more upside, uh, but I do believe Derek Carr is is a bit steadier. Uh, the range of outcomes maybe not as wide for Carr, uh, but he'll he, he provides you that safe floor while Locke could give you that ceiling here. As you know, because he he waits until yeah the fourth quarter <laughs> two minutes to left start playing yeah, football, just slinging it. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Facts, man. It's very entertaining. <laughs> um, but for for Vegas, uh, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, they're they're obviously must starts. Uh, Renfro is second on the team in target share, but you know there's no upside here. Uh, matchups are really not great for him, so uh, not really looking there. Aguilar and and Rugs, they're both deep threats. Um, Aguilar has scored yeah. three of the last four games, but again, Ruggs is just as likely to do it. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, like I think we you described Aguilar perfectly earlier in the week, right? He's the guy where it's like when we're going through waivers, you know. Oh, Sunday morning, you're not picking him up. <laughs> you're not picking him up, but on Sunday morning, like maybe you got a last minute injury or something, or uh, you know, you know, you just you hey, I need a receiver or. You know, maybe after Thursday night, you're like, I need a boom play. Like, Aguilar is going to be there, and you can always pick him up. Yeah. But I'm just saying, Ruggs is somebody that I'd be willing to stash because at one point or another, because he's getting, he, like, Aguilar is getting four targets his last three games. Ruggs is getting three targets the last three games. Uh, Aguilar is seeing a, uh, almost a 15, uh, a 15 A dot on the season, while Ruggs is seeing a 19 A dot on the season. Uh, Aguilar's just scored again. Three, he's just scored in three of the last four games. So we know what Ruggs is capable of. If he's floating out there on waivers, like I would, I would look to add him at some point. 
Um, especially because we do know he could be potentially getting healthier. He was dealing with that ankle and that knee injury. So maybe that's limiting the amount of you know touches they're trying to give him. But on the Denver side, in terms of, of, of their weapons, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, Phillip Lindsay, they, they cannibalize oh, each yeah. other. Oh, uh, man, that's right. <laughs> like, I really just want – no, it's okay, Greg. I mean, they're, they're forgetful <laughs> RB2s. Like, if you have them, you're probably playing them, regrettably so. Like, you're going to do yep. it, though. Um, <laughs> like, but, uh, you know, the, the pass catchers in this game, Jerry Judy, uh, obviously had the breakout game last week matchup here is, is nice. We obviously like drew Locke, So that makes a ton of sense. Tim Patrick, he's actually, he's been really good. Um, you know, I, I think he's, you, you know, he, he obviously is a flex play, you know, flex play wide receiver too. Um, but I think he's somebody that we, you know, we could play on, on, a, on a, not a week. Yeah, I think we could play him on a week. Yeah, no, nah, I think I'm with you on that. Actually, he has been playing well. When it's always he's always questionable going up to the week, so you're always like, oh man. But then he's been playing through injuries and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm pretty pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then yeah, Noah Fant, man, he's he's definitely um, obviously we know the talent, we know he's great, uh, and the tight end economy. Uh, I just. This isn't going to stop me from playing him. I'm just concerned about his ankle. Uh, he's been dealing with it. It's been aggravated. Uh, so hopefully he gets healthy. Uh, hopefully he gets healthy soon. Um, but you're playing him. Um, and then I think that's it. Oh, KJ Hamler. Uh, he's intriguing. Obviously, he had, he had a breakout game as, uh, last week as well. Uh, I think you can, you know, you can, you can flex him, you know, desperation flex or uh, deeper leagues, something like that. Word. Um, and that is, that is, that is it. That's all we got. Mm -hmm. That's all she wrote. Game previews part one. Um, so everybody, again, thank you for listening. Um, you know, as always, if you could just please give us a rate and review would help us out a ton. Uh, and then as always, you can interact with us on social media. You could follow, uh, the show at FF Diagnostics, Twitter and Instagram. You could follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you can follow me on Instagram uh, and Twitter as well at JR Football Nerd. Have a good have a good one, everybody. Hope you enjoyed Thursday Night Football, and we'll catch you tomorrow for part two as well as starts of the week. And uh, we are out. Yeah.